What's going on, everybody? We are back. We back! Oh, yes. Of course, you already know it's the Trigger Happy Chatterbox. And it's the world's greatest detective. Of course, it's Deadbat. All right, guys, so I know we were gone for a good week here. I actually went to a wedding in Indiana, which, of course, we're going to be talking to, talking about in a little bit. Um, but I was gone for a week, so it was a bit of a hiatus for me and Kyle over here. Um, but, Jesus, to come back to so much news is unreal. Sounds about right. John got a vacation, and I got to work. <laughs> <laughs> You kind of were looking at the phone, and you just saw my name, and you're like, oh, fuck that guy. John's like, hey, man, you got time to talk? And it's like 2 p.m., and I'm like, I'm still at work. He was like, oh, sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Jesus. Because it was funny, because we were, we were going off of, because uh, we went to Walmart more times than we went to, like, any other place, because, like, Bloomington is kind of, like, it's really small outside of its, um, outside of the downtown area, which, downtown is beautiful, holy shit, um, but, like, the area in which Tony lives, it's very small, it's his apartment, uh, complex, right across from it is a laundromat, and then if you keep driving all the way down, uh, towards his Walmart, there's really just houses, so we only just went to Walmart, and, like, after we left Walmart, he was like, hey, is, uh, is Kyle on? I'm like, all right, hold on, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see about, hold up. what the hell was that? Sorry. I'm looking up gaming news, and then, you know how you go to sites, and it's like, hey, fucking ads. Let it be known that on Dead Bad, we're unscripted. Yeah. I feel like that's the best way to go with the show at this point. Yeah, you know, that's that's what we do. We wing it. Yeah, that's that's really what it is. I know you guys are all whenever whenever because we have a huge amount of fans, at least on my Instagram. Like I posted we were going to do the show today and like I had fucking 40 people look at that damn uh, story. And I'm like, Jesus. All right, let's oh, go. There you go. Yeah, like it was crazy. I had a few people. Uh, messaged me on my uh, DMs and they were like the fire emoji. I was like, "All right, cool, we're we're getting traction, everybody." Fire, you know. So move I, that crossbow. Move that crossbow. <laughs> I swear, Jeremy Irons, best Alfred ever. Um. Oh shit. So before we get into all the news and everything else, it's important to also mention uh, Facebook.com/slash DPBats. Uh, like us, give us a thumb notification. I get notifications, by the way. I do. Um, of just, like, thumbs up and everything in terms of people looking at the show, the stupid little line graph they give you and shit. So keep that going, guys. Please look at us. Um, of course, our respective Instagram pages. Of course, uh, Trigger Happy Chatterbox and the World's Greatest Detective 626. Now, if you're also wondering where you can also find the show outside of Podbean and iTunes, uh, I, I'm surprised that like I saw this, but apparently the show also integrates into, I think it's Player FM or it's it's some kind. Of, it looks like iHeartRadio, but it's not iHeartRadio, so it's kind of like that too. If you, ever, huh. yeah, it's crazy. I didn't even know it was on there, but apparently uh, Podbean likes to spread itself out like a fucking two dollar whore. Uh, <laughs> damn, and uh, decides to move into like another thing. 
Um, we are trying to get ourselves into Stitcher. I went ahead and put in the application for that, so up to Stitcher. Hopefully, they give me the okay. If not, well, I'll be bothering you until you do. Um, and we're also trying to get ourselves into YouTube. Um, finances are a little tight right now, but once we get ourselves together, well, this man will be having a camera of his own. There we go. And definitely go to either of those uh, outlets, guys. Tell us you like us. Tell us you love us. Fuck, tell us you hate us. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I, I am down with hearing the opinion of, John, you're a little bit too critical over uh, Avengers Endgame. I'm just like, eh, you're right. You're actually right. Um, You know, just to have yeah, an argument. Oh, BBS sucked. Uh, did it, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's the i think you know what you let me know when that happens and i'll and i'll be sure to get the podcast going for somebody to to jump in for like a phone call and we can hear him you know you know reactions and all that'd be funny as shit yeah but um i know we have a crap ton of news to get into i know a lot of stuff hit the fan and i'm sure uh kyle if you want to start us off which of course I know I usually go off with just the first piece of news, but I'm actually looking up a lot of stuff off Screen Rant. Big ups to Screen Rant for keeping us up to date along with comicbookmovie.com. So, uh, Batman, take it away. I want to give you something that broke an hour ago. Okay. On a on GameSpot. Still a rumor. I don't know if it's been uh, approved yet. You know, I, I don't know if anybody's vetted this information, but apparently Ewan McGregor is in talks with Disney to bring an Obi-Wan show to Disney+. Plus. Yes, I believe I heard of that, actually. Um, it's funny how uh, Star Wars is such a big franchise that I heard about that through somebody who doesn't even get into, like, comics and, like, you know, Star Wars and all that. They actually said that, and I was like... Huh. Okay. So I looked that up and I was like, bruh, he comes back. Not only I'm going to be saying Kenobi, but you're going to hear me being like, Christopher Robin. Damn. But real talk that we need that show, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think, I think it goes into the expanded universe and, and, certain I don't think we've gotten a Disney canon yet um, about what Obi-Wan did with his time on Tatooine mm-hmm. um, but th- I feel like that's where the show would be set it, it'd have to be right yeah uh, and I I definitely want that show that would be like please instant purchase you know like like i wasn't already gonna get disney plus now you're throwing this candy at me Mm. it's like i was already gonna get it for the mandalorian because that kind of looks like a return to the star wars we want you know Mm. um plus favreau's directing so oh dude then uh fuck me then yeah this this is gonna be amazing uh, for those that well, don't he's know. not directing. He's not directing Obi Wan, but he's directing the Mandalorian. Okay, okay. Just to clarify, cool. But that's why I'm ready for it. Okay, so for the Mandalorian, for people who don't know, uh, John Favreau, which that's kind of like, man, you're cutting high. You're kind of hiding under the same rock that Patrick Star is hiding under. The man directed Iron Man. Enough said. Started the MCU. Yes, I mean fathered it. 
he's already a great actor as it is. I mean, he plays Happy Hogan. Uh, he was part of that movie Chef, which there's a scene where he makes grilled cheese and it's just fucking food porn. It is beautiful. And then his son bites the grilled cheese and I'm like, the, 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 just the sound of when you bite into something like a grilled cheese when you cook it. Bruh. Childhood memories. Like, I said, like, bruh, five times. I was like, bruh. Bruh. Like, it was just amazing. But I just wanted to say that I'm just because I didn't know if because I know some people who listen to our show. Some of them are probably casuals. A lot of them are like your hardcore niche, which, of course, is everybody like us. But just in case. Fucking fucking casuals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. He has the Timmy Turner dad face. No, I'm just messing around. I, yeah. Shit, dude. I, I feel like I could be classified as a casual just because it's really hard for me to keep up with all the comics and, and what's going on in the now. Um, you know, it's just rough. I feel like unless you have a subscription service at this point, just get fucked. Pretty like, much. It's just hard to keep up with what's going on. Yeah. I mean, it's it's becoming it's becoming really tight in terms of just knowing what's going down uh knowing everything that's whether it's dc whether it's marvel whether it's star wars whether it's anything really i mean um i mean you're literally shooting 200 dollars in order to keep everything together in order to know everything which at that point it's like do you even want to yeah yeah like it's 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 crazy and spe- you know what? Speaking of subscription services, John, this mm-hmm. is what I was talking to you about off air. Um, I have decided to acquiesce to our evil subscription-based overlords. Um, and I have gotten a DC Universe subscription. It's about damn time. Do you have one? Um, I did. I recently shut it off, but I'm waiting for Titans to come back on, so I'll I'll definitely put it back on. So, I have been, I've been reading a couple storylines. Um, first, uh, I saw the movie, uh, the the animated movie Batman Hush. Same. I was waiting for you to see it. Uh, I have never read the comic storyline. And having quick access to it through DC Universe made me watch the movie and go, huh, all right, well, what was the original storyline like? Um, and, I mean, I, I know the gist of what happens. I just haven't gone through and read it. And, oh, my God, dude. Jim fucking Lee. Yeah, I know. Jim Lee. Um, it's... It's good. I'm liking it a lot. Uh, I I thought it was going to be weird because I don't have a tablet or anything. So, you know, when I read these comics, usually it's going to be on my phone, right? Mm -hmm. But these days, phones have like five or six inch screens, and that's more than adequate, especially since they have a uh, some programming in the software that lets you swipe from panel to panel. Mm -hmm. Um, just zoom in on it a little bit, which is nice. I think I'm about halfway through the story right now. Um, 
I'm at the uh, I'm essentially at the part in the uh, in the comic uh, where in the movie Gordon stops him from killing Joker. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see what they changed in the animation and why. Yeah. Um, and I I feel like they do that to keep uh, comic book readers on their toes. Um, like spoilers for those that haven't seen it, but I think that's why, and correct me if I'm wrong, Hush in the comic series was Thomas Elliot, right? I believe so. Yeah, it was. And then in the, um, animated movie, it's the Riddler. Yeah, that that was the one thing. Uh, spoilers once again, guys, for those who haven't seen the movie or have read the comic, you have been warned. Skip all the way towards whatever we talk about afterwards. There's going to be some really good stuff. I'll give you my rating and my opinion over the movie. So, again, you have been warned. So, Batman Hush. I saw the movie. Um, their means of YouTube, because I was a skeptical. Um, it had... It had Catwoman. It had Nightwing. I'm going to give the film a 7.5 out of 10. That um, That's generous from John. Yeah, because there's a lot of things that I loved, but then there's a lot of things that I had issues with. Um, Hush was presented really good in this, this uh, movie. I was down with it. Uh, by the way, I heard you saying I was generous. <laughs> don't think I didn't I didn't hear that shit um but Hush was presented well and it made it to where there was somebody who was up there in terms of intellect like Batman is like he's one st- the, 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 the trailer got us to believe that he was three steps ahead of Batman which anyone who's anywhere ahead of Batman is to be feared uh, Hugo Strange, for those that, you know, are not too familiar with it. There you go, there's a bone. Go look him up. Um, but, yeah, Hush was presented really well. I was down with it. When the twist came that it was Nigma. I was like, oh shit. Uh, we don't get Nigma enough, you know, and so it's kind of good to get him. Not in Hush, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put the two together. Um, so... When it was Nigma, I was like, okay, cool. That's another twist that I'll just take because, again, DC animation has been really good. The death of Superman, uh, the rise of the Supermen. It was cool to see Superboy. It was cool to see Steel, even though I try to forget the movie. Um, Damn. <laughs> um, but the one thing I had an issue with, and this is a continuous thing that I have an issue with, is the nerf of Nightwing. Nightwing got his ass kicked against Scarecrow. What? No, you're right. He did. In fairness, he got hit with fear toxin, so... Yeah. And and, and that's why I wasn't so angry with the whole thing. I was kind of like, eh. And then T- Catwoman kind of took, took on that whole fight and then, you know, saved Nightwing from a fucking catastrophe as it probably could have turned out to be. Um... It also kind of felt like, you know, how much of the rogues gallery can we bring in in an hour? Yeah. Definitely. Now, I don't I don't know if that's the way the comic is because I haven't read all of it. But um, I know thus far we've run into Killer Croc, uh, 
Thomas Elliott, which I guess he's not really a bad guy at that point. Joker, Harley Quinn, Catwoman. Um, but this this movie was like, you're getting, uh, you're getting Bane, you're getting Clayface, you're getting Riddler, you're getting, you know, it's it was crazy. It it felt like everybody was just coming out of nowhere and Ivy, and I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nuts. The The idea that Ivy took over Superman and used Superman against Batman was pretty cool. Um, I'll give him credit where credit is due. I didn't get so off on that one. That was pretty cool to just see a animation version of Superman versus Batman. It was really cool because, again, Dawn of Justice is the closest we're going to get to a live-action version. To see the animation version was pretty cool. Um, was surprised to hear that Jennifer Morrison did the voice of Catwoman. Now... I'm going to love the Injustice 2 version a whole lot more. But she didn't do half bad at this. She really didn't. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like it sounded exactly like what I would expect Catwoman to sound like. Yeah. You know, overall, she was really good with what she did. Um, Obviously, we got the quintessential Selena Kyle. Uh, My favorite moment was when they actually decided they wanted to date. And it was, uh, I think he was driving in the car. And Damien rings on the phone. You remember this scene. <laughs> and just. Uh, oh, no. Him and Grayson are just like, wait a minute. Th- this nigga is going on a date? Like, is, is everything okay? Yeah, like, and um, I, I, was, I was talking to Caitlin about it, too. And I was like, no, this is what the Bat family does. They just roast Bruce over and over. Mm-hmm. Like he almost gets into a wreck over listening to Damien. <laughs> it sounds about right, man. Damien was just going in, pulling no punches. Oh, my God. That shit was so hilarious. I had to back up on the phone, and I was like, you know what? This is exactly what this motherfucker would do. Yeah. And then, and then of course, as Batman, we have, the, uh, as always, the great Jason O'Mara. Oh, dude. Um, He's earned so much respect from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's definitely killing it, you know. And if we can't get Kevin Conroy, that's the guy. Oh yeah. You know? To to hear his his take on every single DC animation movie up until this point, yeah, most definitely. I would love to, you know, have him on the show, talk to him, hear what he has to say, um, and hell, even do a sample voice for all the fans out there for the show. Yeah, Holy and shit. you know what? I really think I really think. Uh, they were trying to fold this storyline into the current run of DC animated movies, like fold it into that continuity. Cause that Batman costume was always gray and black, you know, ever since, uh, I don't remember the first one they brought Jason O'Mara in. Um, the earliest I can remember is like, uh, Batman versus Robin or justice league war. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always gray and black, but obviously in Hush, his suit's gray and blue. So they found a way to work that into the story that that's like his new costume with better head protection. Yeah. And that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's a good nod to like what we remember him as in the 80s and the 90s. Um, because, I mean, yeah, like currently if I think of Batman, I'm thinking gray and black with... You know, the real damaged, you know, 
not as bright and vibrant utility belt, um, you know, so forth and so on. Because, I mean, again, Dawn of Justice always comes into my head. That's, to me, what I would look at as the suit that I would use. And then you look at the utility belt and everything, it just looks like Batman. Yeah, like I think um, I think when people think Batman these days, they don't think the old, you know, gray, yellow, and blue. I mm-hmm. think they immediately jump to, like, the Arkham Asylum interpretation. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, yeah, like something from the Arkham series or Batman versus Superman. Um, nobody ever thinks about the Batman and Robin Batman, and rightfully so. We're just going to skip right past that. So, John... <laughs> 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 what has been going on with you on the gaming front? What are you um, what are you doing game wise? Well, uh we have yet to talk about Mortal Kombat 11 and of course this is the perfect time to talk about Nightwolf being released in the whole thing. Um as many of you know, Mortal Kombat 11 has had a stream of characters we have seen up until this point. Uh leading into the game's release, we've saw uh, we've seen Johnny Cage, which of course that was a that was a shoe in. Come on now, um, the one I practically shit bricks over, uh, Noob Cybot, which I needed a new change of pants because Noob looks amazing in that game, um, even though his voice is Claw from Inspector Gadget. Um, da, 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 da. I'll get you, Mister Gadget. So, uh, I know, like, every time I hear something from, from Noob Saibot people, they're like, you know, his voice sounds like Claw. I was like, even TJ, she did the, she, she actually did the voice when we were in, in Indy. She was, uh, we were playing MK and she was like, I'll get you, Mr. Gadget. <laughs> Russo. Oh God. If we bring her on the show and she does that, I'm going to love it. Every single bit of it. <laughs> oh my Jesus. Uh, but uh, MK11 just uh, brought in its second DLC character being Nightwolf. Now, this was a character that everybody wanted on their list. If you could, if you go on event hubs, if you go on YouTube, nine times out of ten, a lot of people on their list of DLC characters, Nightwolf is either number one, number two, number three, or number four. Everybody wanted this character. And the fact that not only they brought this character to life, but they made him look enjoyable. Like... I can't even believe I'm going to say this. Shout out to Sonic Fox for his tweet. He went ahead and said, I normally would have never played this character because of how boring he looks. But the fact that he's fun, wow, I'm definitely going to be playing this character. I'm going to be, quote unquote, maining this character for future tournaments. Whoa. Yeah. Now, for those that know Sonic Fox, he's, you know, he played Aaron Black in 10. He played Aaron Black in 11. You know, he's he played Tanya in his run in 10. So for him to play Nightwolf is like a a huge alley, like left, like a huge curveball. So the fact that he said it was already enough for me to check out some of the stuff that he has going on with him. I haven't been able to buy the character because TJ has the game. So I'm going to have to wait and play Nightwolf. But, dude, I love every bit of the gameplay I saw out of this character. Nice. Like, he nullifies a lot of hits with the bear. Uh, his arrows are looking pretty flexible in terms of, like, when you can shoot up or shoot down. Um, and then his, and then the ending where, like, he'll he'll howl, but the screen goes all the way up and it shows a wolf on, like, this cliff. And the moon is right next to it as it howls near the moon. I was like, bro, 
you guys nailed a character that I didn't think you ever would be able to bring to life. So props to NRS for him. That's really cool. Yeah. Like, so e- even though the, the problem that I think we have out of the bigger FCC is not necessarily that has to deal with NRS, but I think it's Capcom. Um, the problem you have is I'm waiting for the next big game to come out. Um, even though NRS, I mean, it's good to just keep yourself invested. Capcom has yeah. been killing it in terms of uh, other games. Of course, Devil May Cry 5 has is, is, is kicked ass in sales. Monster Hunter is their biggest game they've got going out. Um, so you have two big games right now that are definitely... I really I really tried to get into Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, I bought it, and then it was one of those things where you... You buy a game, whether it's you know full price or half or whatever. I think it was thirty at the time, and I jumped into it. I played it for like two hours, and then I was like, no, nah, not for me. Um, maybe that's because you know I was on DSL at the moment, which I know everybody is like DSL, really, nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> but. No, I was I was I was on a DSL connection at the time, and it was serviceable, but you know it, it's definitely not not enough bandwidth for gaming. Um, so the the biggest part of Monster Hunter I feel is is connecting and playing with other people, and you're sure as shit not going to be able to do that on five megabits per second. Yeah, it's it's not possible. Um, I mean to have a great experience. Yeah, I mean these days you got to have you know bandwidth that can handle a ps4 and a computer running at the same time like it's just our demand for things is so huge nowadays that dsl it's like just shooting yourself in the foot yeah and 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 when wi-fi 6 comes out that's going to help with a lot of that um you'll be able to have more devices connected to the same router at the same time but the caveat to that is that you have to have devices that are wi-fi 6 compatible so not only are you gonna have to um update your router but you'll also have to update your devices yeah so it's gonna take some time and we'll get there but i I think they're releasing wi-fi 6 at the right time where streaming is more and more and more becoming a a bigger part of what we do every day yeah most Um, definitely you know, like everybody's got a subscription for this and a subscription for that, and we've got the Stadia coming out, and that's gonna provide even more streaming. Yeah, um, and even just like gaming streamers in general are gonna benefit. So it's gonna take some 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 time to get used to, and some time to uh, put out there in the right way. But when it comes out, I think we're just gonna be cruising through the bandwidth even even better than we have been oh yeah uh it's funny you mentioned subscription because we have some pretty breaking news that popped up uh, a couple days ago basically uh for those that don't know uh loot crate is a really big well it was a really big thing and i say was because oh god the news has popped up but if you never got loot crate it was uh, a box of different types of things that you were able to order through a subscription service and basically they would give you like things that you couldn't buy anywhere else well apparently it's not going to be the case anymore because loot crate is going bankrupt they just filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy as of last week 
Whoa. Yeah. Um, basically, they admitted that they are over $30 million in debt and $20 million in unfiled customer subscriptions. You know what? That makes sense to me because here's my thing with Loot Crate. I, I, I know I remember looking at Loot Crate and going, that's a really good idea for uh, anybody in any kind of fandom, right? Um, you're you're going to get that box and you know there's going to be something in there for you. But my issue with it has always been that there is going to be something in there. You're not going to know what it is. And more often than not, it's going to be something you put on the shelf and it just kind of hangs out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, if Loot Crate had done something to where they had, and I don't know if they did this, but if they had, like, themed boxes to where, you know, hey, we've got a DC box and a Marvel box and a gaming box. Yeah. Then I would be down. Um, but with Loot Crate, you just, you've got this black box and you have no idea what's going to come in it. Um, I do appreciate the fact that they did some stuff that was Loot Crate exclusive. Like, um, some of the things I've seen that made me go wow were like they had, uh, like a, like an Assassin's Creed metal pin or something like that. Mm -hmm. They had, uh, like that Robocop t-shirt that I got a picture with, uh, with uh, Peter Weller in. That was from Loot Crate. Um, so, and, and I guess there's a market for that kind of thing where people go out and they get their new Loot Crate and they sell all the Loot Crate exclusive stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's always been my problem with it, is you don't know what you're going to get until it's there, and there's always the chance of you being dissatisfied with the box that you get, and that's not a great customer experience. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's to the point where it's they've let it go on for so long that they have buried themselves in this. Usually, um, usually companies that go Chapter 11 bankruptcy usually don't make it out. They usually go Chapter 7, and at that point, they liquidate all their sales. Which sucks because we've seen, you and I are both millennials, so we've seen tons of companies go through Chapter 11 and Chapter 7, we just didn't know what they were. Uh, Toys R Us. Toys R Us, Circuit City. Um, Circuit City was the worst. Oh my god. I haven't god. seen Circuit City, ever. That in was a long time. When I did some research into that one, that was terrible. Like, I do have a story about Circuit City. Yeah. That was where I bought my first Star Wars PC games. I bought like a, I got it for Christmas I think. Um, it was like a, a like a four pack, and it had uh, the good old Republic Commando, um, Empire at War, uh, Jedi Academy, and um, Knights of the Old Republic. And that was the first time that I had played any of those games. Hmm. And it was all thanks to good old Circuit City. Mmm. Wow. So we got a Circuit City story in the house. Okay. All right. All right. Suffice to say, the reason they went bankrupt is I never went back. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I don't think you've ever told me that story before. Holy shit. Maybe I never asked. That was it. Yeah. No, that's where I, that's where I got my, 
original love for Star Wars games. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Uh, I bought myself... Uh, I'm trying to remember, we had a TV that we bought there, and it worked and everything, but just the customer service at the time... I mean, keep in mind, it went down, what, 2008? So 2007 was the last year that it really made any kind of profit. And I say that loosely because it was shit. The floor was ugly. Like, the floor was like my house. That says all you need to know about Circuit City. We bought a TV there. I mean, it worked. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like we got it and then, like, the fucking cord was not on not in the TV, which I've had that experience before. That was shitty. Um, but, but yeah, like, the floor was ugly. Like, it had these stupid little circular pads that were on the floor, and you'd walk on it, and you hear this stupid squeaking noise. And I'm like, why did they put this shit on here? You could have had a regular, clear fucking floor. But, no, you got a floor that looks like bubble wrap, plus it being blown up to the nth degree and you're just walking on this shit as you're looking towards everything else. You're looking towards TVs and VCRs. Wow. That's something that you You call it circuit city, man. You could have had your floor look like a motherboard. That would have been dope. But again, we're talking about circuit city. We're not expecting much. (laughs) It's like discount Best Buy. Oh, God damn it. It really is. <laughs> I had to take that one in. Then again, like, Best Buy. No, Best Buy makes you pay for that experience, though. Mm. You ever go try to get a Blu-ray from Best Buy? I've avoided trying to. They're rough. It's 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 expensive. Unless you're getting something that's been out for a while. In which case, it still might be. Yeah. So, I actually... Got some news on the Mortal Kombat reboot. Oh? Yeah. So, um, we've been following this for a while, but it just has failed every single time that I've seen it. It's it's almost like the development cycle of the first Deadpool movie until it got greenlit and then the movie went on to be one of the biggest grossing movies of 2016. The development cycle is very much like what this is because while they, they're starting to do casting, and, uh, well, apparently they got themselves the the hero of the movie being Liu Kang. I'm looking at the guy, and I can see it. So, uh, it's Chinese-Canadian actor, I'm going to butcher his name, uh, Ludi Lin. Um, and he did The Raid, he did the Power Rangers movie, and his biggest accomplishment is being in the Aquaman movie, uh, along with Black Mirror. And I'm looking at him, and I can see it. I can see why they would choose him. He looks if you give him long hair and you give him the attire, he looks like Liu Kang. Mm. Like I'm down with this. Like if you guys stick to not whitewashing this to Kingdom Come and you guys give us the quintessential authentic um the authenticity of a lot of different areas in the Mortal Kombat universe. And this goes for any type of movie because if you're going to have us take a lot of these movies seriously, you have to add the quintessential authenticity of, you know, whether it's racist or whether it's, um, you know, different types of things, keep the authenticity of, of what we remember the games to being into the movies now, because that's the biggest problem you have with like ghosts in the shell 
and any other, hell, the legend of Chun-Li from Street Fighter from years back, the problem you have is the authenticity of the license that you're taking, it's not there in the movies. Mm. So that's the biggest problem. Hell, they fucked up on The Legend of Chun-Li because what I remember to be Bison was this huge statuesque muscle-bound dude who would fly across the screen with this purple flirt, like, you know, psycho power, and you would get hit every fucking time. No. The guy they had in the movie? Pushover. The fuck. It sounds like we need to get Kevin Porter in there. I love you for that, because I don't know if you know, he actually played <laughs> Bison in the fucking uh, fan film that they had. That's why I brought it up. Okay, cool. Uh, you know what? I'd give you a kiss on the cheek, but then that'd be kind of questionable. <laughs> let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Did you hear about this canceled Batman Arkham game? Um, was it the Team Arkham game that they had? No, apparently there some some images leaked online about a new Batman Arkham game uh, that was canceled. Rumor is, and it was supposed to be starring Damian Wayne. Whoa. Okay, this is news to and me. They've they've got some shots on here. Uh, it looks like Damian on a motorcycle, um, flying underneath an overpass. Uh, in the streets of Gotham, and on one of the overpasses, it says the end is here. Hmm. Um, it's got concept art of uh, Two Face, and he's in a uh, a black and white suit that is a uh, you know bicolored as always, um, with a uh, like a fur overcoat, and he's flipping his coin. And one side of his hair is black and the other side's gray, like an older Harvey. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. and then it's got another character here that I'm not familiar with. It, it says it says that it's black mask, but it's a woman. Um so maybe it's like um Roman Sionis's like daughter or wife or something taking over the uh the Enterprise. Um, but she's got like a syringe and a ball peen hammer it's, that's dripping with blood. It's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's another image of like the skyline of Gotham City, and you can see, you know, an American flag, Ace Chemicals. Um, and then the Wayne Enterprise building is just like in tatters, like the E is falling off, and the uh, it just looks in disrepair. Um, mm-hmm in correlation with the rest of the city. Okay. And then uh, it looks like there's more concept art for Ivy. And it looks crazy, man. Like, I really wish it would have happened because it looks so good. Um, like, there's concept art for Grodd, Gorilla Grodd, Dick Grayson... Um, not Nightwing, but just Dick Grayson. Mm. And, um, yeah, man, the, I, I think this is one of those projects where we're going to look at it and go, hmm, what if? Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, And I think the problem goes with, um, and this is good to go into 
with Avengers Endgame, strangely enough, because, um, you know, with Batman, it's tough to sell because the only Batman that you and I are really going to recognize and immediately jump on board with is Bruce Wayne. But since you and me are, well, you're the bigger Batman fan than me. But the one thing for sure that I know that you and me would be excited for is a what if story that it wasn't Bruce Wayne. It was one of the Robins because I'd be down with it. I don't know about Damian Wayne being Batman, but then again, that'd be interesting to see how he takes on the cowl. The one person I think I'd like to see is Dick Grayson being Batman because he doesn't want it, but then maybe he might embrace it. Not at the darkness, well, but his... Yeah, well, that's the interesting thing is the article didn't say that he was going to be Batman. It just said it was Damian Wayne. Oh, it just said it was... Okay, got like you. It was, just said it was going to star Damian Wayne, and I was just like, damn. Like, can you imagine running around Gotham City just cutting people up looking for dad? Mm-hmm. That would be actually. Um, and you know what? I I I actually read some um thanks to good old DC Universe online, I read some uh of the recent Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. Um God damn it, it was trippy. It was trippy. It, I don't know if you if you read it or if you even remember this, but it was a uh, an issue with Booster Gold in it. Okay. Yeah, I do recall and, remembering that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like right before the wedding and Booster Gold was like, man, I got to get him a wedding gift. What do you get the man who has everything? And he goes back in time and saves Bruce's parents and that fucks the whole timeline. Um, And the city goes to shit because there's no Batman. Mm-hmm. Or there is, but it's Dick Grayson and he's murdering everybody. Yeah. And Catwoman's a serial killer, and but Bruce has his parents, so everything's fine, right? Um, and then I guess Booster runs into Hal, and Hal is like, "Look, I can't kill myself with the ring; it just won't let it happen." And Booster was like, "You're bullshitting!" And Hal's like, "No, watch!" And he kills himself with his own lantern ring, and I was like, "What the fuck is going Jesus. on?" Jesus. Yeah, dude, like it was, it was. He just puts a bullet in his own head with the lantern ring. I do recall I the like, Dick Grayson thing. I didn't even, I didn't go that deep into the comic. That's why I'm kind of like, holy crap, because it's like, yeah, dude. I was like, what the fuck? And then, it, it like, it, he has this idea that, all right, well, since Bruce Wayne loves Selena Kyle in this alternate universe, it must be true here. It's got to be just like some kind of attraction that spans the multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. So produces this serial killer cat woman to Bruce and then what is she, the first thing she does is murders his fucking parents bro kills his parents and then um Dick Grayson shows up and he goes to kill Catwoman Catwoman cuts his fucking fingers off um and then Bruce winds up killing both Dick Grayson and Catwoman and then at this point Booster's like I'm out like we, I fuck I'll, I'll take full responsibility for that. I'm just gonna go back to my timeline, stop myself from doing what I did, <laughs> and negate the. Oh my god! So, dude, it was wild. And then, like, an old Bruce Wayne gets to watch his parents get murdered, 
in the old stage and like you just see young Bruce Wayne and old Bruce Wayne have the same reaction except old Bruce Wayne has a gun and he kills himself and I was like what the fuck is going on right now yo dude it was one of the trippiest storylines I've ever read in my entire life it was one of the most ridiculous issues of Batman I've ever seen jeez dude it, it it started you on a train ride, and then it turned into a roller coaster. That's what it sounds like. The second you went into the middle of it, I was like, bruh. It was like, all right, Booster Gold fucking shit up as usual. And then it was like, whoa, this is not what I expected at all. I'm just going to let everybody know if we see a Booster Gold, and I, I know cosplay is not consent. I get it. But if we ever see you as a Booster Gold, anyone who's listening, do not be surprised to see Jason Todd put a gun to the side of your head saying, you change anything else up, I'm going to shoot you in the fucking head and see your brain splatter all over the ground. Damn. Like, and, and as Batman, I'm going to sell out. How many advertisements did you do today? I, you know what? Jason might just be out of character, drop his helmet, and start laughing. <laughs> Tim's going to be like, Jason, this is weird. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Bruce roasted this guy. <laughs> Bruce doesn't do that very often. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Jesus. But uh, I do have a what the fuck moment, which, of course, I do want to keep. I want to start that off. Um, And I'm reading. I read this story. Uh, yesterday, and I knew I had to talk about it. Um, before then, the what the fuck story, because I know I'm keeping everybody in anticipation over what it is. I do want to tell you real quick. Mom did watch Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So we finally sat down. We oh, no, them. I don't like that. That's not. Uh, yeah. Um, that The sigh was for me because, you know, my issues with the film. Um. And John's like, I had to watch this shit again. Yeah. Um, the first part, I was like, all right, let's just get to the fight. Let's get to the fight. Let's get to the fight. Let's get to the fight. The whole fucking time. Because I knew we, we were just, I was hurrying and delaying and getting, because again, it's three fucking hours. So finally. John's like, I want the war at the end. Please. Yeah. Fuck. Because <laughs> I was like, come on now. So we finally get to it, and of course I got a little bit of hype when he said Avengers Assembled, obviously. And uh, you know the fight goes on. I'm excited. Mom's excited. She's just like, yeah, yeah. But this <laughs> big shark puppet, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony showed me that, by the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, we finally get to the very end, which, of course, spoilers, but then not spoilers because it's like, guys, you should have seen it by now. Um, we get to Iron Man's death, and of course, and, and she did cry to both Iron Man's death and Black Widow's death. And um, that's when you know character development was a solid A+. Plus when you're crying about when a character dies because they did a really good job making you care. Um, yeah, and then the ending, 
and mom had the same fucking problem with Captain America's ending. I can, I dude, I can already see it. I can already see it. It's like, um, she's watching Iron Man. She gets the I am Iron Man, and she's like, no. And then she watches Nat, and she's like, no. And then she watches Cap, and she's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> oh, she was, she was like, she, she said, fuck this guy, but I think she was more confused over, this is when you know that they fucked this movie up. At the very end of the credits, and by the way, I did tell her there was no post credit scene because she was anticipating it. There wasn't. She came out and she was like, what gives over his ending? And I was like, thank you for being the one other person, aside from maybe me, Kyle, and the cosplay group, whether or not you want to weigh those opinions in, that we had an issue with this ending. And it goes right back to the whole Batman thing. You make Batman happy, he's no longer Batman. You give Captain America the life he should have had, he's not Captain America. Yeah, and there was, you know what, during the, um, the like, before the Batman-Catwoman wedding that got fucked up, that I'm still, I'm not salty about that at all, John, you know? <laughs> oh, really? You're, you're not salty about that? <laughs> No, I'm not mad at it, John. Motherfucker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, like d- during that whole thing, it was it was it was much to your point where it, it was like Selena was trying to save um, Bruce Wayne, right? And then the Joker was trying to save Batman, and they were both trying to kill each other because they were trying to save the one element that they liked. And I I feel like the point of you know if you make bruce happy batman goes away mm-hmm. makes sense like if you make steve rogers happy he stops being a soldier yeah you know that's essentially the biggest point that i have out of the film and it was a huge issue like Not for nothing, she did too. And it just only spoke to the ending and what they were telling. You know, um, and it just, it really, I'm glad that I wasn't the only person. And I'm glad that even casuals have that issue with that ending as well. Uh, So much so that when looking back on that ending again and seeing what it was, it was a beautiful fan service ending. It was. Because I'm sure everybody and their mother had that on their fan fiction page as number one. The give Steve and Peggy the the dance that they were supposed to have. But that's the thing. It's fan fiction. You know, like, and this is an even weirder thing, and I brought it to mom, and, and this is where she got on the same boat as me. If If Peggy and Steve get married, then what does that make him and Sharon? Yeah. And, and how I mean, and how gross did it just get from already being gross dating your you know, your love interest niece to now her being related to him now. What if that's why we didn't get any of her at a civil war anymore? Like what if that's why they just brushed past that shit? Either they knew that the either they knew what they were gonna do in endgame. Um or like in continuity. Strange was like, 
yeah, you know, I see the future, and this could happen. And Steve was like, ooh, that's, mm, that's not. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So, I mean, that was that was really that was really the thing that, you know, both of us had an issue with. And, you know, it's one of those things where and I'm glad a, 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 I think someone posted something on screen rant and they said five reasons why Steve Rogers will come back. And I actually want to say this off the bat. I think it's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is that people are going to ask for because Chris Evans is the only silver lining out of the people who did leave out of Endgame. I think Scarlett Johansson is done. Like, she has her last movie being Black Widow, right? Then you have yeah. uh, Tony Stark, I, RDJ. I think you and me can be happy with what we got from him. Um, well, man, like, it's like, like, could I see Evans coming back? Yes. But it's, it's, it's a slim chance, right? I think... I think part of the reason why the ending was the way it was is because they couldn't find a good way to write him out. I, I don't think there's... When you're, when you're sending off these characters in a live-action format, I think it's really hard to do it uh, on peaceful terms, and they wanted to give Captain America a good ending um, that brought his story full circle more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately they played around a lot with time travel in this movie mm-hmm. and it's that element that makes you go, wait, so this nigga just stood there when the twin towers went down. What's going on here? You know? I know, and I can imagine people are going to come up with the Steve Rogers is trash. Steve Rogers is trash. And have I'll do st- it right now. <laughs> you know, it's uh, you're not wrong. Like when you bring up these little points, it's to the point where, um, and and in, and I read something else where, um, if you watch Civil War again and Peggy's death is happening and everyone's carrying the casket. Someone pointed out the old man in the back is really Steve, but, well, Steve didn't notice it. And I'm like, wait a minute. That just raised even more questions to me. How did he not know that that was his old self? That I mean, the time paradox would have fucking started. But then again, you know, Avengers Endgame was like, no, we're going to not get into the usual time travel tropes. We're going to make this way more difficult. We're going to make this way more stupid. Here you go. I mean, I mean, I will tell you, grief does some crazy shit. You don't notice a lot. I feel you. It's mostly because you can't see because you're crying so fucking hard. But, you know, grief grief does some stuff to your brain. So I can I can see him not recognizing himself and just being like, hey, look at this old-ass man. I'm never going to get that old, am I right? <laughs> Yo, I know. At the but, time, he probably didn't because, I mean, he can't go. He didn't think of ever really, you know, considering the possibility of him going back in time. I mean, you're not wrong there. Like, grief does do a yeah, lot I mean, to he, somebody. He probably thought he was going to die with the Avengers before he got old. You know? Yeah. Um, but that's that's one of those theories that I actually like, is that they were both carrying the casket together. It's just like, you know what I want? I want, I want Chris Evans to come back, and I want him to do one thing. 
I want them to put him in prosthetics or CGI him up or whatever you got to do to make him look like his old self and have him like go through tragic events and seeing them on the TV and he just kind of sips coffee and goes, nope. Mm. <laughs> that would <laughs> that would piss so many fans off, but let me tell you something. I would laugh so fucking hard. I know you and me would laugh, and then I would be back at the house being like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I think the number one thing I would want, um, and the reason why I bring up the idea of him ever coming back is He's not going to come back unless a compelling story actually jumps on his lap. This is where the X-Men come in the picture. Because I actually feel like, and I'm not saying the X-Men, the group in general. I'm saying maybe just two characters. This is where Wolverine and Deadpool jump in the picture. Because Chris Evans is not as old as RDJ, Hugh Jackman. He's got some years left, right? Um... I actually want to make the argument that maybe perhaps, you know, you have a good, bad, and ugly storyline. That's right. Deadpool, Captain America, and Wolverine, they go after the experiments and stop them from ever being made. Now, of course, you can make the argument that, you know, maybe you can have a Dakin, you know, Dakin kind of reference here, have Wolverine's son being mentioned. I mean, this is, and, and keep this in mind, this is where... You know, if this storyline were to happen, you got to now rebuild Wolverine after him dying in 2017's Logan. And then you got to have, you know, Ryan Reynolds be on board and hopefully he sticks around for four or five movies. And then have the both of them be like, hey, Chris, this is what we got in mind. We want to be able to build Captain America back. And I know he's going to be like, well, how does how does Steve come back after the ending of Endgame? This is where you can rewrite what happened, and have a lot of people still be on board. Say you want to go ahead and have the two of them go back in time to grab Steve, and this is where the character-defining moment happens. Have it to where Peggy's the deciding factor in saying, this is who you are. I treasured the very idea of you being here, but you're Captain America whether you like it or not. That could fix literally everything. Because well, I, if they do it and if, you know, um, if Jackman comes back for Wolverine, I would want one interaction between him and Cap. I would want Jackman to look at Evans and go, you're young, kid. You don't understand yet. And then Chris goes, am I? Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd be, that'd be dope as hell. But that was that was a little bit of the idea that uh, I wanted to play on for the show because that would be the deciding factor. And Peggy can really bring that out there where, you know, Steve means more than ever before. And it's good that he has this life and he wants to live it. But it's just like the whole Batman thing. You are destined for bigger things. And if that means sacrificing the life that you currently have, then it has to happen. Falcon can, I mean, I mentioned this to mom after the movie, because, um, again, he passes the shield to Sam. Falcon doesn't last pretty long in the Captain America arc for, for comics, because it's not Steve. Bucky didn't last long either, because it's not Steve. And we had the, uh, you know, the battle for the Cal arc for, you know, Batman and everything else. We saw what every single one would be like if we saw them as Batman. 
it doesn't stick. Fucked it all up real quick. You know, and that's the that's the problem with Endgame's ending and then having the Disney Plus show. If that Disney Plus show does and I hope it does good because I mean you I mean Anthony Mackie's incredible as as Falcon. He's fun to watch every time. But the problem you have is it's not Steve. And I I really don't want the same backlash from comics going into the live action movies. But if it does, Chris got to come back because you got to have Captain America at least. Do you? Not now. I feel like that's another question. Not in phase four. Not now. Phase five. Not in a bigger role. Not in the same big role. But he can be there. Just not like. Because they're going to have other movies they're going to tease. I mean we've got. You know things like the Fantastic Four. The X-Men. Deadpool 3 is supposed to be in this movie. I mean in this phase. Because Ryan Reynolds did post it. I mean, he kind of teased it on, on Instagram. He was just like, hey, you know, this is five years since the uh, the test footage leak, and I guess we're going to have to find out during Phase 5. I was like, nigga. So, um, I mean, you got Deadpool 3, you got X-Men, you got Fantastic Four, you've got other movies coming out. I mean, Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2. I mean, you got these in there as well. You don't have to make him as big of a role as he ever was. But at least add one of the one of the members of the Avengers. I mean, you're going to have Thor in Guardians 3. Good. But that's Thor. He's going to be out there in space. So. Yeah. Because it's going to be weird to not have any of these guys come back. I mean, Scarlett Joe's on her last, her last movie, like I was saying earlier. Um... It's, I, I can imagine Sam Jackson not really coming back as Fury and somebody replacing him later down the road. Um, Chris Evans is the only dude who's still as young and can not do as much, but you can have him in a smaller role. But you can give him one big movie that in, implies the idea that, well, shit, I can't escape this. And just say, this is me. So, right. If not, hey, I'm cool with Falcon being Cap. I just hope they don't fuck it up because if they do, then you have to go back to the drawing board. I think uh I think they're going to give it to Sebastian Stan. Ooh, later down the road? I think so. Okay. I think they'll do that before they bring Chris Evans back. Okay. I think they'll try the shield out with both of them, see what the fans like best. And then if it's neither, they'll be like, Chris, please, Chris, please come back. Chris, please. Chris, we love you. Chris. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that would be the that would be the thing, you know, Um, and you're you're absolutely right with the whole Sebastian Stan thing. They might try him out before they're like, oh, shit, neither of these guys can hold this shield and fans like it. So, yeah, I could see them go with Bucky first. And I mean, you know how I feel about his suit. The red, white, blue, and black. Like, that's one of my favorite. Yeah. And, and, I, and I hope they do it. And they've been pretty good about accuracy. You know, they take their liberties here and there. But, you know, Iron Man still had the, the hot rod red and gold. So, yeah. It should be okay. I think Marvel's one of those things where we can 
at this point, trust them. Um, if not to be true to the comics, to be true to the characters they've created in these in this universe. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's part of what we like about it. They made these characters, and then they made them in a, such a consistent way that we just believed this was who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just like it's a whole separate entity. They did something that um, I'm not sure the DCU is ever going to be able to do. They were able to separate their movies from their comics. So, you know, you'll have uh, every now and again uh, the odd person that wants to say, well, you know, well, this happened in this comic, so it's bullshit that it happened in the movie. And then you'll have your people that will say, no, 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 the movies are a completely separate thing. It's a whole other universe. It's its own deal, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, funnily enough, DC, I feel like, is the one that's known for the multiverse ever since Infinite Crisis and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and people look at it and they go, damn, these movies aren't the comics. And I feel like that's because we haven't gotten the representation of these characters that we want yet. Yeah. Which, you know, like, I know it hurts you I, and me because we both love DC. We both want them to thrive. You're absolutely right, though. I don't mean to cut you off. You're absolutely right because they've been able to separate the movies from the comics so well that if you want to look at comics, this is what's going on currently going on right now. And, like, in Justice League... You know, I really wanted that Batman Superman bro moment where they just they do that fist bump after they get the job done. But not like that. Not like that. <laughs> well damn, Twitch. Thank you so much for letting me know before the you know, Cypher pulled the plug. Yeah, not like that, man. You know, and just go <laughs> I don't not like you. <laughs> I do have the uh, what the fuck moment ready for you. Get ready. What the fuck? Here we go. See, that needs to be recorded and put in for the podcast. You're just saying it like that. Um. Oh, the, yeah, that and the uh, the get fucked. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the Daredevil uh, show has gotten a little bit of flack, negative flack, because uh, the designer of the suit. Um, I guess was not too thrilled over some criticism that was going on with the suit. And uh, in on quote, he basically told people who had an issue with the suit, fuck off. The Daredevil show? Yeah, the Wait, Daredevil the show? Yes, so the guy who created the Daredevil, Daredevil suit for the show, the Netflix show. Um, yeah. He uh, he wasn't too happy with criticism towards his suit, and uh, it was being sold uh, around uh, San Diego Comic Con along with uh, you know Luke Cage and Jessica Jones suit uh, minus the Jack Daniels. Um, and he got upset and he said you know on quote fuck off. Now which season? Is oh no, the suit from this was season two. This was the official suit. The season two suit. Yes. Um, and my response to that is, if you're thinking you're going to get any type of work, if Marvel decides they want to bring this show back or they want to bring him for Spider-Man 3, 
you're not going to be on it because we've already seen what happened with people who've done more than what he just said. I mean, look at, uh, you know, James Gunn, for example, where, you know, he got he got shot on for things he said 10 years ago. You know, and you're just saying this now. Perhaps you want to jump on board for a Spider-Man 3 and recreate the suit. They're going to tell you no because you're a bad representative. And Damn. They- I, 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 I looked up this uh, this article of like, it was like why or how Daredevil's costume almost ruined the series. Which, first of all, dramatic. Yeah. That's, that's dramatic. Um, but it, it was saying like, uh, you know, the helmet looks like a bike helmet. Weird lines on the chest and rivets on what looks like the shoulder pads. It looks like it's two different colors. Neither of them appear to be red. If anything, it looks black and purple. And then here's what discredits this article to me. It says, uh... <laughs> The 2003 film of the same name, which starred Ben Affleck, earned some pretty bad reviews, but even with all of its problems, the movie got one thing pretty right on the money, the costume. Which, no it didn't. You know it didn't. Yes, he had the two Ds on the chest. That's about it. That's about it. Yeah. And the mask looked weird in that one, too. So, I think that's one character that's going to take them a while to nail down a costume on. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I kind of think that's why they're waiting on the X-Men, too. Is because it's, I don't know, it's almost like they can't, they can't figure out how to do what DC did with their suits. Um, which is weird because I feel like their suits should be made by Ironhead Studios, the same guys, right? Mm-hmm. But evidently not. But but it's like they can't figure out how to do the muscle padding underneath. Um, because with most of these characters in like early Marvel comics, where they had like the crazy you know skin tight suits, mm-hmm. you have to have that muscle definition in there. And neither the 2003 film nor the Netflix series had that. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Um, I had no problems with the actual suit. I actually liked the season three when he went back to his original suit with the Muay Thai rope that was put around his arm. I love that, especially when it was just a dramatic season in its own. Uh, Season two's uh, costume, which later Bullseye wore to be the imposter Daredevil, I had no issue with. I think it looks pretty good. Um, I know it's... The color thrives off, you know, not like the, it's a wine red kind of, like a dark burgundy wine red kind of color, which that's fine. I mean, it it differentiates from, you know, uh, Deadpool and Spider-Man where it's just crimson, so it's it's a little bit off of that. But, yeah, there's certain points where it doesn't have the same feeling as any of the other characters with the muscle definition and things of that nature because, I mean, damn it, it's a superhero. I mean... You're expected to have that. You know, Superman's suit had that. Then again, he wouldn't be really super without it. Batman's suit definitely had this. Um, Cap, you can definitely see it uh, within the Endgame suit um, a little bit here and there. The shoulders, the deltoids, you could definitely see it. Um, So, yeah, it didn't yeah. have that. And unfortunately, I think 
it kind of suffers from that. Um, but the fact that he came out and just said, fuck off when people gave him criticism, that sucks. And I don't think he's going to get work because of that. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's a little uncalled for. It's like the fans go, Hey, I don't like this thing because it's not accurate. And then just to get a fuck you, it's like, Whoa, wait a second. Yeah. Like pump the brakes, junior. Like, we're just giving you criticism. Like, Rob Liefeld, and you know me, man. I'll, I'll shit on this man again for the second week in a row. He has a problem with people giving him criticism. Just go online on his uh, his Instagram. There is, again, people have said stuff, and he's just like, oh, well, I draw him the way that I see him. It's like, you guys need to chill out when it comes to fan criticism and what we actually say. I know we're not the ones that draw and put together characters but we've grown up with these characters and we've seen really good in iterations jim lee's batman uh ed mcginnis's deadpool and then we've seen bad ones ironically the creator of deadpool's interpretation of what he looks like yeah so we're gonna be a bit skeptical we're gonna be a bit we're gonna say things you know that are gonna be to question where the direction is i mean here's a thing that and not that many goes... people oh go ahead that, that goes the other way, too, though, is, like, when you do it right, the fans will damn well let you know when you do it right. Exactly. Like, when everybody was like, yo, Ben Affleck's going to suck as Batman, and then they saw that that trailer with the warehouse fight, everybody was like, I'm going to shut the fuck up and watch the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Ain't nobody say anything bad about that warehouse scene, because everybody was like, yo, let me get two hours of that film. Yeah. Because that was that was exciting. I, I mean, it was brutal. But, I mean, to be completely fair and to be honest, the universe was brutal. So what was your point? Yeah. And, uh, and so I've got another thing to bring up, too. I watched the first episode of Titans this morning. Did you? I did. Well, you know, I'm already. I, did. I already um, have season one under my belt. I'm ready for season two, but I want to hear your opinion of this. All right, let's go. We'll we'll talk through it episode by episode. Okay. Um, season one, episode one, starting the log right here. Um, so far, I don't like Raven's portrayal or uh, or Starfires. Okay. They could they could they could use a little work. Raven if if Raven were the Raven that we've seen in the Teen Titans show, just like the deadpan um not giving a shit, you know? That would be great. Um I understand it's a different universe and all that. Um Corey Anders, what the fuck? I mean, I knew that was going to be a shit show when I watched the trailer. When I watched the trailer and I was like, she's using fire now? But remember what what I said about the... Remember when I told you guys about what I thought of the show? Remember what I said, though? If you're going into this thinking, man, this is going to be like the Teen Titans I watched on Cartoon Network. This is going to be every reaction. Every single reaction you're going to have every single episode. you're, You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. Um... But I also don't think she knows enough about herself at this stage because she has amnesia for me to know who she is, you mm-hmm. know? So maybe I'll like her as time goes on, but right now it's just like, 
you have a whole penthouse. You've got a guy tied up in your closet. Are you a mob boss? What the fuck is going on? You know? Yeah. Like there are uh, thing there are there are really hard unavoidable things in that show, like what you just said, because it's not yeah. sticking to the character. Don't get me wrong. You're absolutely right when you brought up the whole mob boss thing because that was something that I had an issue with as well. I just wanted to state that because I know first impressions it really got shot down but i'm sorry continue and for sure i i think the biggest problem i had was raven um because i was I, I wasn't feeling the costume the hood was weird um you know I, I just wasn't feeling the character and then i'm gonna go ahead and say it i hope see i hope beast boy's cgi gets better it it looked like some PS2 era shit. Mm. Um, when he was when he was uh the tiger in the uh, in the shit dude. I, I don't know. It was like a it was an electronic store. I forget what the name of the electronic store was. Uh, but he got like the game he wanted and got out, which I was like, all right, that, that's well within Beast Boy's character, but seeing the cgi i was like mm, you know yeah um they could have polished that a little better now robin on the other hand and i knew that this was going to be the case robin i liked um mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people wanted to see that robin and affleck's batman on the screen together and i still do because seeing how Robin fought in the alleyway in that first episode, I was like, all right, this looks like a kid that could have been trained by Batman. Specifically the Batman from BVS. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, I wanna see I wanna see him and Affleck on the same screen together, I think. I'm uh, completely cool with in terms of that. I'm not going to talk about season two then because I'm going to shut the fuck up because the trailer was leaked and the trailer looks amazing. Um, I mean, we're definitely getting everything that I talked about on, on the end of season one. But for those that haven't seen season one, I will not say anything because that will be completely kept to everyone who has not seen the season trying to catch up because uh, it's the end of September, I believe. That is when the season two uh, will officially go on. And it's it's like a every Friday thing where you're going to just wait for the next episode. It's not like a huge stream and like every episode is on there. Um, which is nice because it reminds me of like when I was a kid. But you're not wrong for any of the criticisms you have about the show. Because there are some things that I kind of questioned on it and... It's funny because when you watch the behind-the-scenes shit, Jeff Johns is kind of like, yeah, we thought of doing this. Yeah, we thought of doing that. I'm like, Jeff Johns, you're kind of burning whatever credibility you have by doing some of these things. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, I think yeah. that's some of my issues with it is that it, it looked a little out of character and it felt a little out of character. And... I don't know. I, some of it was just weird. Like the, the Raven and Starfire stuff out of the gate. I was like, what? You know? <laughs> like, it, it had me at a loss. Um, 
but some of the characters just need minor stuff, like Beast Boy needs uh, help with the CGI. Um, and seeing Robin as the detective in Detroit was weird. Um, you know, not unwelcome, because I'm sure that's the kind of thing he would do on his own without Bruce. Yeah. Um, but it also really makes me wonder where he resupplies. Like, does he make the stuff on his own? Or does he go to Bruce and say, hey, you know I hate you, right? Give me some stuff. <laughs> Imagine that conversation <laughs> being like that. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. But... Yeah, season two is gonna be interesting. Um, I'm I'm excited to see where they go from here. I won't talk about the villain that was teased for the trailer. All I will say is, mm, we should have got him a long time ago. Um, I think I know who you're talking about Deathstroke, right? Yes, good old Slade. Because I know we were gonna have Joe. I can't say his last name, but was married to Sofia Vergara, which I'm surprised I could say her name, but can't say his. Um. But it's he, not it's not Manzaniello, is it? Yeah, it was. It is? Well, no, it's not him in the show, but I mean I was I was talking about the Justice League uh post credit scene. Fuck I know Another... that that that, <laughs> that made me a little upset. I was like, God damn it, you could have had him for this. Yeah, but that 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 would have been a very strong yes, this is tied to the DCEU. Yeah, which would have been good because it's something Marvel has yet to do uh, with their shows. I mean, if you want to count Netflix's Marvel series and how they talked about I was the... About to say, I mean Netflix. What happened? I said I was about to say I mean Netflix, but I don't think they've ever done, like, a character appearance. Yeah, exactly. And that's the biggest thing coming yeah. out of this is that they could definitely, you know, tie this stuff in and make something. And they, they could definitely clean up some of the shit that they did out of, you know, Justice League and really go. They can go into a sequel, but they're going to have to redeem themselves wholeheartedly. And I mean, that's that's a whole nother episode right there on what they can do. Yeah. But when any other moon night. Is Ooh. that the only thing I want? You know, I yo. I know. I think that's the number one thing we got uh, in terms of a conversation with people. They were like, oh, do Moon Knight. I'm like, let's wait on that because we don't even know who's going to be playing this character. Now, people have said Keanu Reeves. And I said, cool, because I could see him do it. I mean, it's still up his alley. I mean, he did Constantine for fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean, Keanu, the Keanu Reeves, people seem to want to cast him in a lot of things. And, like, you know, he's breathtaking. So you can't really be mad. No, sir. <laughs> You're breathtaking. Gotta tie those memes in. You're breathtaking. Oh, gotta tie those memes in. Yes. But I think that pretty much wraps up, at least uh, on my side of things. Uh, Kyle, did you have anything else? No. No, I think I'm good. Gotcha. Well, uh, guys, of course, we're going to be signing off, but same time, same day. Every week, it'll be Friday, roughly Saturday, um, for every week. We'll definitely go ahead and give you more news as things develop. Um, I probably will post breaking news on, you know, the Instagram page just in case of things you really do. You know, like, I can't hold it until Friday. But uh, as always, this is the Trigger Happy Chatterbox. This is the world's greatest detective. Stay golden, guys.
Stay golden. We're not falling. We're taking back to the days of yes, Charlotte. We're holding on to what's golden. <laughs>